Are you in a position where you're defined by your age and that's limiting you to pursue a dream or goal you want to accomplish? The More Than Your Age podcast is about having conversations with women who fully live their lives without being dictated or defined by their age. This is a space to encourage women who feel blocked to pursue a dream or goal based on their life circumstances. Welcome to the More Than Your Age podcast. I am your host, Erica Pazbard. Let's start living life fully and become more than your age. This week's episode is very special to me as I had the opportunity to talk with my mom. Throughout my life, my mother has struggled with her weight, and it was something she dealt with as a child growing up. She has worked incredibly hard to accomplish this task of losing 100 pounds by the age of 66. The lead up to this big weight loss didn't come easy, and as her daughter, It was difficult to hear the pain that my mom has had to endure throughout her life as she shared her story. I love her so much and am insanely proud of what she's accomplished and is capable of doing at the now age of 70 years old. I hope you can find encouragement through this episode in my mom's vulnerability as she shares what it took to get her to lose 100 pounds. Joining me today on the More Than Your Age podcast is the woman who knows me best and the one I get the privilege to call mom. Mom, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I am very thankful you are joining me today because the topic we're planning to talk about today is a challenging one. It can come with embarrassment, shame, guilt, hurt, and I'm sure so much more. I wanted to bring you on because I think what you've accomplished was life-changing for you, just as your daughter watching you, and I know it'll help somebody else who may relate with the exact same things that you've dealt with and or are still dealing with today. So today, we are talking about weight, losing weight, and how you lost over 100 pounds at the age of 65. It's pretty incredible. 66. Excuse me. (laughs) 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 Got to get that right. When So mom, when you look back on your childhood, what do you recall was your relationship with food and or your view of your body? Well, I like to eat. I still like it. And um, I think food was comforting. You know, whenever I was upset or something, it probably comforted me. It was entertainment when I was bored. And I I never really had a good feeling about my body, that's for sure. You know, I was embarrassed over the fa- fact that I was overweight. And back when I was a child, being overweight was pretty unusual. Most people were a lot thinner back then. They just... I would be the only child in the classroom that was overweight, and the other kids let me know. They called me names, and so that was um, hurtful. But I managed to uh, actually deal with it as far as that was concerned, because in the long run, they end up liking you or not liking you, no matter what you weigh or how big you are. In the beginning, when you first are in a class, they children are mean, and they find something to make fun of you about. Everyone knows that because everybody's been through that at one time in their life. So the body image was never good, ever. 
So did, you know, you said that kids would eventually, they would get to know you. And so then you, you know, you'd have friends. Did the teasing eventually stop at a specific age because you kind of grew up with these people or was it still like jabs here and there? Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, every year you change classes. And so of course you're going to have some new ones in there. And I don't really recall if it just was on and on and on, you know, I don't really recall that or not. Maybe I know I do remember though, when, when we moved into a new house, which was, I was in the third grade going into the fourth that summer. And, you know, it was told, it was told to me a lot. If you do, if you do this, if you lose weight, you can do this. If you lose weight, you can do this, that, and some of the things that I wanted to do, I kept me from doing it because I was overweight. For instance, I wanted to take dance and I was told, well, if you lose weight, you will sign you up for dance, which would probably been better if they'd signed me up because it would give me some activity to do. When we changed schools, I'm sure that the kids made fun of me when I got there. I don't know. It was just part of my life, you know, just part of it. So you learn to deal with it and just move on. But like I said, eventually they, they know who you are and they like you because of your personality. And, and I think nowadays people are more tolerant of, of overweight children. I know I see a lot more overweight children and I see them taking dance. I see them doing drill team when they're even teenagers. And, and it it makes me feel really good when I see that because I realize that these children don't let their weight hold them back. And the thing that I enjoyed doing the most at the child was swimming, but I didn't really want to swim with my uh, too many. I didn't want to swim with too many people. There were some people I would swim with, but I didn't want anybody to see me in a swimsuit. That's carried on. <laughs> <laughs> so then you then you did at least you got to participate in swimming, even though there were other activities that you weren't able to do because you were told. You know, you have to lose weight in order to do that. So why why were you able to do swimming? I don't know. I don't know why I was able to do swimming. I guess because it wasn't weight related. I, I guess everybody, I guess, I, I think that I was asked to lose weight in order to do those things because they thought it would be a reward. If you lose weight, you can do that. It wasn't, I don't think it was done to be mean. I think it was, it was more of, and trying to be an incentive, which it didn't work out that way for me. But I think that's the reason they would say that. If you lose weight, you know, you'll put you in dance. If you lose weight, you can do this. So did you, like, did you think that you yourself had a weight problem? Like, I mean, people were telling you this. So did you just believe that this, this as a child, you're just like, okay, I have a weight problem. That's it. Or, or what do you remember with that? Uh, yeah, I knew it. I mean, there was no way I, I knew it. You know, we, I bought the chubby, uh, they called it chubbies for clothes for, in that section, there was a, and there they were called a it chubbies? stores. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> the things that they used to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so that there were only a couple of stores that were, you know, had those clothes. <laughs> and so, so we'd go to the end and, and I really, when I look back at, at when I was in first and second grade, I really wasn't big. I did get, ch- I did get big in, in third grade and I got larger at 
you know, as the years went on. But I really was not a big child. I, people were just really skinny then. They were just really very thin. I mean, you can look at old pictures and you can see. If I had been a child, like even in your generation, nobody probably would have thought I was overweight in the first and second grade. But they would have thought so in the third grade. Yeah. Hmm. But I just don't... I mean, I don't know if, if people are, I guess children are still mean because they find a, something to say, makes them feel better if they can make fun of you. And um, I know they call that bullying Bullying now. I don't think I was bullied because, like I said, after they got to know you, they didn't, they didn't do that anymore. Now, did you, was there a specific age that you were told or that you on your own started to diet that you recall? Well, the first time that I remember dieting was in that third grade going to fourth grade. So uh, mom gave us diet pills so that we could lose weight during that summer. And I hated them. They were she gave them she gave them to us with a coca-cola <laughs> that's helpful but it, te- but, it, but it tells you how much people didn't know about nutrition she gave them with a, a with a coca-cola they they tasted bad I didn't like the way they tasted when I took them and they also made me very jittery I don't remember them actually even curbing my appetite I just remember that they made me jittery and I didn't like them I hated them and I didn't like Coke. I wouldn't drink Coke for years because it reminded me of a diet pill. And they weren't like a capsule. You know, they they had a taste to them. So that's the first time I remember trying to lose weight. Because she said, you know, if you, if you lose weight and you go to this new school, nobody will ever know that you're, you were overweight. And, and that was something I wanted. But it didn't happen. You know, I lost probably some, but not enough because it was such a short term anyway. And like I said, I don't remember. I do remember though, going to a birthday party at a little girl's house that lived, we stayed with our grandparents in the morning, in the in the uh, daytime during the summer because my mom worked. So we stayed with my grandparents and they were living in our old house that we had. And so across the street was a little girl that I played with. And so they, she had a birthday party and that lady knew that I was on a diet. And so we went to the birthday party and she made a real point of not letting me have any cake or not letting me participate in the party as far as that was concerned. And that was very embarrassing for an eight-year-old child. Oh yeah. But again, I do not think anybody was trying to be cruel. I think they were trying to be helpful. They just didn't know how. They just didn't know how. Okay, so you're you're eight, you're on these diet pills on this diet, and then you know you go into adolescence, teenage years, and early adult early adulthood. What what were some were there different diets that you tried or were told that you needed to do or encouraged to do? Yeah, when I was in the in the uh, sixth grade, because back when I was in the sixth grade, that was the last year of elementary school, and then so I went on a diet. We would go on the grapefruit diet. And, what was that? Uh, that's that's a diet where you eat a half a grapefruit before every meal because they thought the great grapefruits burn calories is what they believed. But their meals were pretty low fat. I mean, you would lose weight 
they were very restrictive. I don't remember exactly what they, you know, the rest of it. I just remember they called it the grapefruit diet because you would eat a half a grapefruit before each meal. So I did lose weight before I went into seventh grade. And so the beginning of that year was okay. You know, it was fine. And then I gained weight back. You know, I gained it all back. And, oh, we did join a health club, too. I mean, again, you didn't see children at health clubs. That was not something that people did then. It was really most, it wasn't like it is now where you saw a lot of people that were in shape, that were, you know, making themselves healthy. It was people that were overweight. So we went to that in the summer. And then at night, we would at night during the school year. But that was, you know, I, I lost weight. I mean, I lost some weight, but then again, I gained it. I gained weight back because because I didn't learn anything from it. It was a diet. You couldn't yeah. wait to get off of it. So, you know, you, you continued struggling with weight as an adult. You also remember yourself a lot larger than you actually were. I mean, I even remember when I was a teenager and you're like, We'll try my wedding dress, but it's not going to fit you because I was so big. And it was like, it fit me like maybe it was a size too big, you know. And so you had this this view and which it makes sense from just like you said, as a young kid, you were told all these things. And so that's how can it not leave your mind and leave your your view of who you are? So how much of that mindset has plagued you as an older adult? Well, um, so over well, let me just go back a little bit in when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I was overweight. We had 10, 11, 12th grade. In the 10th grade, I was overweight. And so I wanted to lose weight. So my mom took me to a doctor to help me lose weight, and that worked. He gave me a bunch of different medications and stuff and told me how to eat certain things. So I did lose weight, and I stayed, and I would constantly do that for the next Three, three or four years until I got into college uh, because I wanted, I didn't want to be overweight anymore, you know, anymore. And then I got into college and then I gained, you know, college weight like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And then I was, and then the, the first time I started Weight Watchers was, I don't know if I was a senior in high school or if I was in college. I can't remember, but pretty young. And I guess I always, because because of the time period, I was always a bigger girl than most of the other girls. I was definitely taller. I'm from Louisiana, and people are short. So I was definitely taller than, than all my friends. None of my friends were taller than me. None of them were as tall as me. So I was a big girl. And so I always thought I was big. I mean, that was just a fact. But I look back now and I see I see some of the clothes that I wore when I was younger and I realize, well, well, I really wasn't big. Or I even look at pictures and I think, well, I really wasn't because I managed to get a lot bigger than that later on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so to answer my question then of how much of that mindset of like just feeling like you are large, how much has that plagued you as an, an adult? Oh, okay. Um, again, it's kept me from doing the things I love to do. And I, the, the thing that I've always loved the most is the water. I'm okay with strangers seeing me because I figure, well, once the initial shock is over, they're over it. <laughs> and I'm okay with a few close friends seeing me. 
but I don't like a lot of people to see me, you know, I didn't like a lot of people to see me like that. And, you know, it's sometimes you just get to the, to the point where you're just, you get, you kind of feel like you just give up and this is who you are and that's it. You know who you are. It keeps you from doing stuff. And I have a kind of a, a personality that likes to be out there, but my weight has kept me from doing that many times because I don't like the way I look. So, you know, that, that'll lead me kind of into a few questions that I want to ask you in a little bit, but I, I do also want to know, you know, like you said, you've tried a bunch of different diets. You tried Weight Watchers before. Why do you think that they did not stick? Cause I didn't stick with them. They all work. They all work. You just, what do you think about it made you not stick with them? Because, because I treated them as a diet you know, that it was a short-term thing. I, I had difficulty learning how to just keep on, how, how to make it a lifestyle and not just, and not just some, something that would always be there. And instead of just for that time period, I looked forward to when I wouldn't be on it anymore. Every time, you know, every time I did some diet, when am I going to be off of this? And that doesn't, that's why the, you hear this, the term diets don't work. You hear that all the time. It's because they do work. But if you quit them, they don't work. And if you use them as, if you don't make your, if it's not a lifestyle change, it's not going to work. But they do work. Yeah. Well, and then you said, you know, your, your weight would limit you from being around people. You like being out there, from doing the things that you want to do. And so at some point you just say enough's enough. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're approaching, you're in your sixties and then you just decide, okay, I need to do like something has to be done. So what happened this time specifically when you got in your sixties, whatever age, I know you said 66 was when you officially lost everything, but at what point, you know, what happened that said, okay, this is different. This has to be different. Well, I was, I had tried, I was trying on my own to do something. I would cut back. I would not eat sugar. You know, I'd do different things thinking I knew all these people that would give up one thing and then they would lose weight. And so I thought, well, I'll give up sugar. And that, you know, I lost a few pounds, but I needed to lose a lot of pounds. So that didn't really work that well because I'm not going to give up sugar forever. And then what made me just, and I, I just couldn't do it on my own. I mean, for a while there, your dad and I, we, we ate salads for all our, you know, for lunch and dinner. You get that tired gets boring. of that. <laughs> yeah. it, gets bo- it gets it It's boring. You know, it's, it was, fun. at first it was great because you didn't have to plan. You knew you were having a salad and that we had meat in it. But, you know, but then the, after a while, you're just like, God, I'm tired of salad. I don't want to look at a salad anymore. And the social things, you want to go to social things and there's food there. So, but what made me decide to do something, I've realized I couldn't do it on my own. There's no way I couldn't do it. I tried too many times. It wasn't happening. At one point I had just given up and I said, okay, this is it. This is what you're going to be. You're just going to be big. That's all there is to it. But I was physically miserable. I was, it wasn't just, you know, the embarrassment of being overweight. It was also the being physically miserable and I was taking I had to take high blood pressure medicine and cholesterol medicine we went to 
your dad and I went on a trip and before we left, I was very worried that I was going to have to get a seatbelt extension on the airplane. I was very worried about that. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be mortified. I'm going to be so embarrassed if I have to ask for a, a seatbelt extension. So we got on the plane. I didn't. It, it, it barely fit, but it fit. So that was a relief. I was like, and while we were there, I was just so uncomfortable, so miserable. And I thought to myself, I've got to do something. And a friend at church had been doing Weight Watchers. I hadn't done Weight Watchers in years, many, many, many years. When I did it, it was a lot more restrictive. It wasn't as easy. And I was tired of paying people money to lose weight. You know, I was tired of paying people money. And I thought, Anyway, she was doing Weight Watchers, and I noticed, because I paid close attention to her, I noticed that when we would have events and, there, you know, we'd have social things, that she would eat. She would eat She would eat the food, and yet she, I mean, she probably didn't eat all of it, but she was eating, and she was still losing weight, and I was noticing that she was losing weight, so I really paid attention to her. So when we were in Colorado, I told your dad, I said, I think I'm going to join Weight Watchers. Although as a lifetime member, I just wanted to join it online. And so I I talked to her about it. I asked her, okay, what's this point system? Tell me a little bit about it. So she told me about it. And so I thought, okay, I think I'm just going to do it. So I did it. And I asked my group of ladies that are in Bible study with me to pray for me to take care of myself. I didn't really want to tell everybody I was going on Weight Watchers because I, I thought, what if, if I fail again, I don't want to deal with all that. So I asked him, I said, just pray for me to take care of myself. I knew the first couple of weeks was going to be hard because it was less food than I was used to eating. But actually it wasn't, which really surprised me. It really surprised me because it wasn't hard at all. And I don't think it, I don't think it had anything to do with willpower. I think it was because those ladies were praying for me to, you know, to take care of myself. And, um, and so the first month went by, the second month went by, the third month, fourth month, you know, everything was, I was going great. I even did my dessert party, which was huge. <laughs> and then, you know, it was 2019, so then 2020 happened. But for me, the lack of social events during 2020, during COVID, was very good. Because I, I just, what I discovered is that's really my downfall, is social events. Because as women, we like to go out to lunch, you know, and we like to do, you know, and everybody has people over and you have this and you have that. And it's never, well, there, there are healthy choices in a restaurant, but you also get tired of having those healthy choices every time you go out. But anyway, that's what, that's what got me started on it. No, and I forget when you, uh, when you first started through to, until you lost the 100 pounds. How how long did that take you? Do you remember? It took me about a, it took me about a year and and six or seven months. So it took a long time. I mean, it may have been longer than that. So it it did take a long time. And that's funny you say but that. I it took care. A, I was say it's funny you say that it took a long time because I'm hearing that and I'm like, wow, that's incredible that it you lost 100 pounds in a year and five months. Like because I think no six or seven. Okay. Well, still a year and six or seven months. Like, I just think that that's pretty impressive. I mean, and I know I've told you, I've, I've been very impressed with the work that you've accomplished and just seeing all that you've done. Like it's, it's 
it's something to be very proud of and it's very admirable mom i'm i i think that you you know just obviously throughout my whole life of just seeing it as being a struggle and you know i'm your child and so you probably don't want to share everything with me but i still know that it's a struggle when you look back at seeing what you've accomplished what are you most proud of the thing that i'm most proud of is the fact that i've really gotten into exercise and and I'm pretty faithful about that. The food I still have struggles with. This year has been a bit more difficult because I think there's something about when you're in the process of losing weight. Even though I didn't weigh myself very often, I only weighed myself once a month, You it, getting on that scale and seeing some pounds come off is kind of like the prize for what you've been doing. And now it's I think, oh, well, I can have a little of that. And, and, and I, I noticed that I try to get, I almost go back to an old mindset because I can have a little, but I can't have it every day. And I can't have it all the time. I can have a little now and then. And I mean now and then, wait, you know, in between. Because I still have a large appetite. It didn't, your stomach doesn't shrink. I know people say, I'm shrink my stomach. Your stomach does not shrink. Your appetite can shrink. Mine didn't. So I use a lot of volume in what I eat. You know, I need a lot. But I eat things that are, to get volume, I use a lot of vegetables and things like that. But I still have all the good stuff. It's just, I use less fat, basically. Well, so you said you're most proud of the physical exercise that you're able to do that you weren't able to do before. What, uh, can you just share some of the things that you do as far as physical exercise that, you know, at the time that this is going to air, you are going to be 70, you'll be 70 years old. And it's very impressive, the physical capabilities that you have. So could you just share? Sure. Well, right now I'm walking and I'm walking five miles every day. Once in a while I miss a day, but not very often. So I've, I've been doing that, and when it gets cold, I'll go back to the – it's swimming, and I swim. And when it gets cold, I'll go back, because I don't like to walk in the cold, to my floor exercises with my weights. And one of the things that I was extremely proud of myself for was do, being able to do a push-up. And, not, and I do the – we call them the girl push-ups for my generation. They're modified here now, but it's the same thing. Um I was never, ever, even as a kid, able to do those, ever. Even when I was young, even if I wasn't heavy and I was young, I couldn't do one. And I think maybe using the weights gave me the strength eventually to do them. And then I would had worked myself up to doing 120. Wow. Yeah. And so I was doing that. I was doing that. What I would do is 85 minutes of floor exercises and weights with the weights exercises with the weight. So I think the weight, and then you showed me how to do the wall push-up, which also I think helped build the strength. So I will go back to those when I'm finished with, you know, when it gets cold, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm proud about. Oh, I'm also proud of the, uh, I guess one of the things that made me really excited is when we went to the park with you and I was able to get on the slide with the kids. <laughs> and the zip line. And that, and the zip line, I like that zip line. They took it down. 
<laughs> no, it's back. They brought it back. Oh, it's back. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm coming. I'm going to that park again. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, for the listeners, Richard is my husband. Uh, Richard took the kids this morning. I had another interview, and he took the kids this morning to that park. And my youngest, she uh, she zipped off across that without any help, which she's our daredevil. And then our oldest, he he did it too, and so did my husband. And my mom has done it before as well. Yeah, I don't know if I already said this or I was about to say it, but I remember when you did 100 push-ups and I was like, what? I saw I didn't know you did 120. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, my mom, and you were in your 60s when you did that. So I was like, my mom in her 60s, 68, 67, however old you were when you started doing 100 push-ups. I was like, she's doing 100 push-ups. I can't even do 100 push-ups. So that's very impressive. And so I'm glad that you, you know, that you're proud of that and you should be proud of that because, you know, like you said, you've struggled with weight your entire life. And I know that that has not been easy. You, you know, you, you may easily see a version of yourself that is not the true reality. What do you have to tell yourself daily, even now, so that you avoid the negative self self-talk? Well, I, I guess I tell myself daily, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. You, I mean, I've quit too many times. Don't quit. If you, if I fall, just get right back the next opportunity. Which, and when I'm talking, of, and I'm talking about food here, not exercise, because I'm really, I, I really think I have it down and doing the exercise. It makes me feel good. The so I tell myself, okay, get back to the next meal. On the next meal, forget what you did in the past. Just go forward and get back on it. That's good. Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, this year has been a harder year with food. And and it may be the same answer that you just said. So how, how when you do have like, a, you gain a pound here or there, and you know, it's frustrating and, and or you eat the chips that you didn't want to eat. And now you've gained more pounds because chips are a ridiculous amount of calories. How do you get through those difficult days? Well, because I've just recently had that happen with the chips I've decided not to buy them anymore because I can't control them and so I, I said well, okay you can't control them I can control the individual bags but when I get the big bag when my cheapness comes around says oh get the big bag you know just get a few well that doesn't happen so I've learned that about myself and so sometimes you just have to learn what works for you and do it just Learn what works and do it. It takes a lot of years for me to learn things, evidently. <laughs> I think all of us, it can take a lot of years. It just, whatever that may be, everybody's is different, right? Like what your struggle right. is might be different than somebody else. But so, okay, so let's say somebody is listening who is struggling with their weight and it's affecting them negatively, you know, mentally, physically, and they don't even know how to start. What would you say to encourage them? Well, I think I would say that everybody's everybody's going to like you for who you are. They're going to like that which is you, the inside of you, who you are, your personality, or who you are as a person, and that they really don't care what you look like. They're they're probably not thinking about it at all. And if but if you're not happy with the way you are and you don't feel good, then just take it. Take it a day at a time. Take it a meal at a time. You know, take it at one exercise at a time, one walk, one mu- one block, two blocks, whatever, whatever you can do. And just keep looking forward 
and just you know go keep going straight forward. So you, you know, I appreciate what you said um, with that because I know you know a lot of it is a big mental game too, and I think it's it's mm-hmm. it's with that with everything. Like that's the whole point with this podcast too is that you know you're more than this weight, you're more than how you look, you're more than the age that you are. You know, you're more than you're so much more than the things that hold us back. And like you were saying, you were held back like as a child from pursuing things that you wanted to do as an adult. You were held back physically. You weren't able to do some things. And I know now that you have lost all this weight and you feel good and you're strong, like you can do so much more than you had been able to do previously and you get to enjoy it with your grandchildren and to see you light up and like you can bend down and move and get up and like, you know, like nobody's watching and it's great. And, you know, and so you lost this a hundred pounds at 66. This was the goal and you did it, which Mm -hmm. is a huge accomplishment. So if you, this is the question I love to ask everybody who's a guest on this show. So if you could encourage one woman who feels limited to pursue a dream or a goal, and it doesn't have to be weight related, it can be, but one woman who feels limited to pursue a dream or goal based on her age or life circumstance, what would you tell her? I would say just go for it. The time is going to, time is going to pass no matter what. So just go for what it is. You have a dream that you could fulfill, go, go for it. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I know it is hard to talk about this and be vulnerable. I know that it brings up a lot of emotions that you probably didn't want to deal with. Um, and of course, being your daughter listening, it's hard to hear too, just to see the pain. You know, I can, everyone else can't see, but I can visibly see that it's it's hard. It's still hard to talk about. And it's, you know, it's still something that you did do this accomplishment and it's huge, but there's still this little girl inside of you that I would imagine is fighting those lies that you dealt with as a child. And so I appreciate you so much for being open and sharing because I know someone is going to listen to this and you're going to impact them. And so I thank you for that. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, honey. Absolutely. If you were encouraged by today's episode, like and subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with a friend. You can find me on Instagram at More Than Your Age and visit the More Than Your Age Facebook page. Keep striving for your goals, live fully, and we'll catch you next time on the More Than Your Age podcast.